Welcome back to another episode of The Mac Rumor Show. I am Dan, the man to my, well, you're my right. Yeah, it'll be like this the way we record it. Hartley, Hartley as usual. Uh, No guest today because we have a riveting conversation about iOS 18, and we couldn't find any iOS 18 experts out there uh, because it's not available yet. (laughs) But there are tons of rumors going around surrounding iOS 18. Um, and a lot of them have to do with AI. Hartley, how do you feel about AI, just in the broad sense? I am both utterly intrigued by it and impressed by it, while simultaneously utterly terrified. Yeah, <laughs> same here. Like <clears throat> when it comes to AI and just like the very general sense of like how it could help us with day-to-day tasks, not that terrifying. When it comes to AI, like replacing jobs and, uh, you know, doing things in robots on its own, like that's that's terrifying. Um, but when it comes to Apple, that's not what we're really expecting. We're more so expecting improvements to a particular area of the operating system that honestly needs to be improved, and that's uh, and that's Siri. So, um, and, and amongst other features, but a lot of this stuff is also just like, hey, we have Siri being on device. Uh, well, we'll talk about that specifically, but just uh, when it comes to the operating system as a whole and, and Siri as a whole, just being a little bit better. Um, so with that said, and also apologize to those who are listening, I am stuffed up, just the life of having kids. Hartley just told me about five minutes ago that he's also under the weather, but there's no excuses, no days off. We're still bringing you this episode, but just you know, bear with us. Maybe grab a tea, chill out a little bit, uh, you know, get cozy. We'll try to make this a little bit more relaxed, but um, yeah, let's talk about some of those eight iOS 18 improvements. And when it comes to uh, like Siri, we'll start with that. Um, would you like to uh, inform us about some of those new features that we can expect? Yeah, so it's supposedly going to be a wholly new version of Siri, which would be significant <laughs> because yeah, uh, it needs it. It really does at this point because... I don't know if you've used the version of uh, ChatGPT that uh, is voice controlled, um, but not. it is—it's very impressive. Um, I mean, it's—it's—it is the same as the text-based version, but it's just—it—it it makes it—it it makes it feel so much more conversational. Obviously, when it is um, when when you're actually speaking to a responding voice, um, and it really puts into context for me just how poor Siri is and. What I what you find with um, ChatGPT is that you don't really have to watch your words. You can you can say things clumsily. If you're typing, you can misspell things, um, and it still understands perfectly. But with Siri, your wording has to be so exact, and you have to you have to sort of memorize the exact phrasing um, and default to that every time, which is so annoying. And that's one of the things that we're hearing is going to be substantially improved is that you will be able to field more complex inquiries. So for example, if it comes to uh, sending a message, you might be able to say something along the lines of uh, send this message to this person and this person, um, which at the moment it it will only assume is a, is a group chat. Um, but it would have to be that exact name. It wouldn't, ha- it wouldn't be able to be renamed. It would ha- there would be all these specific conditions. Um, and when you think of, uh, for example, if uh, a better example maybe is if you say, um, ask, uh, ask Joe uh, what the weather is today, uh-huh. um, it will then 
send Joe a message saying what the weather is today. You can't do that now. I've never tried, but you. I'm but guessing you can. You can't but do like that. he would receive on 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 his screen, he would receive the words. Um, Ask Joe what what's the, weather the weather is. What's uh, the weather? Well, he would just get. Well, well it, it depends. The point is that any of these little changes to wording um, can translate to sort of horrific misunderstandings in the way that these things come across. So, yeah, the the ability for that to be understood. Um, in the way that large language models do, would make a huge difference with Siri, and would actually make it not just useful, but it would just be so much more laid back to just actually feel that you're not constantly having to think, "Oh, I, this time I need to make sure that I word it exactly like this." I rarely ever use Siri, like, um, uh, besides like some of the easier commands, just asking it what the weather is, um, you know, maybe turning on something real quick. But like, other than that, I really don't ever use it. Um, how is it doing these days with like follow up questions, follow up commands? I'm still under the impression, like you just said earlier, that it probably can't do things like, um, you know, hey, turn on this light and the TV or like and something else like it can't handle multiple commands correct i think it's got slightly better in that regard but okay it's it's sort of in specific instances so um that's a, that's again kind of the the issue with siri is that you would have to know which specific things it can and cannot combine yeah and you just um, don't know which, which just sort of discourages you from from doing it at all and i think most people that do use siri uh, it's ultimately for very basic stuff because you, you just can't field those complex inquiries, um, which you really need to be able to do to feel that you can do something really casually. It's like Siri's on the Mac. I don't know how many people really use Siri on the Mac, but I would like to be able to say um, like a really fluid command, which would make Siri useful on the Mac. I'd like to be able to say, uh, open Google Chrome, go to uh, the Riverside link in calendar, and then open notes in split screen. And it should be able to understand that. And if it was ChatGPT, it would understand that. But of course, ChatGPT isn't plugged into macOS. So that's where Siri can really come into its own, I think. Um, whether it will be able to do that next year, I don't know. But I think hopes are being set quite high for uh, what iOS 18 um, and presumably the, the other software updates next year will be able to do in terms of AI features. This episode of the Mac Rumor Show is sponsored by Masterclass. I'll admit it, I'm not the best person when it comes to personal finances. There's definitely a lot of room for improvement when it comes to cutting costs and saving more money, but most importantly, taking my saved money and making smarter investments. There's a Mastering the Markets class on Masterclass that really gave me some great insight that I'm trying to implement into my personal life. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode, in the app, or on their site, the quality just speaks for itself. It's like Masterclass instructors are your own personal mentors that are going to help you reach that next level. How much would it cost to take a one-on-one -on -one class from the world's best? Easily hundreds to thousands of dollars. With a Masterclass annual membership, it's just $10 a month. Memberships just start at $120 a year for unlimited access on one-on-one -on -one classes with all 180-plus Masterclass instructors. Learn how to negotiate a raise with Chris Voss or manage your relationships with Esther Peril. There are over 180 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. Take classes from MKBHD and become a GOAT YouTuber or do what I did and learn more about your personal finances and how to manage and invest your money in that Mastering the Markets class. This holiday season, 
give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash Mac. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash Mac. That's masterclass.com slash Mac. Offer terms do apply. Thanks, Masterclass, for sponsoring this video. So, like, we're expecting this to then just kind of be more similar to, like, what's possible with, like, the Shortcuts app, like being able to add multiple functions to your command because that'd be kind of cool too um i mean i know you can just create a shortcut right now to help with some of these things but like just be easier for me to be able to say do this then this and then this um because you can kind and, and then like when it asks me like when it does those things i should be able to still have like a couple second window to be like you know what never mind turned off this like i didn't want that like i feel like that just makes it better and more conversational like you said so hopefully we can get to that point that is one of the things that is rumored is that this new version of Siri will have direct integration with the shortcuts app, um, oh. presumably because you will be able to sort of line up commands with Siri, which would translate to the sort of results you get out of shortcuts. So, for example, you could tell uh, Siri to combine five photos uh, into a GIF, and it would then present that to you as a shortcuts action that it has automatically created. So... That's really good as well, um, because it will make shortcuts even more accessible. Um, I think Apple's done a great job of making shortcuts more accessible with iOS 17 and the pre-made shortcuts that are available there um, for so many apps now. But this will really be the game changer, because if you don't understand how to do slightly more complex things um, uh, in terms of grabbing input and then uh, searching through results and things when it does start to go into sort of basic programming... Um, if yeah. that could be pre-written for you, that is also a, a really significant game changer. But then at the high end, of course, we're also hearing about uh, things like Xcode getting um, uh, AI features that would enable um, uh, developers to be assisted in writing code um, in much the same way that Microsoft already has some of these these features available, but Apple is behind in that regard at the moment. So it does seem to be like a sort of system-wide thing, which is what it needs to be ultimately um, because Apple talks a lot about machine learning, they have done for years, but we haven't. We don't. I don't feel. I don't feel like we actually see a lot of it. I don't feel like we feel the benefits of those uh, of those sort of machine learning tools that are going on. When Apple talks about machine learning, they talk a lot about stuff like fall detection or crash detection, but they aren't really saying, "Well, here is how you can use something like that on a daily basis." It's just really far behind when you look at other competitors, which really is just Google Assistant in the smartphone space because, you know, a lot of this then leads to, well, improving Siri um, for these devices. The primary device that most people have is an iPhone. So obviously we want to get that running really well for people who are iPhone users. And Google, you know, they have tons of phones out there with phones that they sell, but also through um, other OEMs that, use android and just like some of those features that i saw and i can't even remember off the top of my head um some of the more like impressive features that they did offer but like just it's just i remember sitting there thinking like if apple could do this with siri it would just be so so much better like google assistant well that's the thing so it, it integrated with its own chat gpt like functionality with bard so now it's all coming back to me uh sorry you know it's just being under the weather making it brain fog but like using google bard and um, having it summarize uh, articles that you're looking at. Like, that is immediately something that's super useful 
for someone like me. Maybe you don't like that as someone who's writing these articles, taking the time to put in all this work and then having, but like if readers are reading it, I mean, what does it matter how they you know consume it? It's better that they get a more concise version if that's what they want. Um, and being able to just like ask Bard for specific things based off of what you're looking at, uh, whether it be text, uh, you know, images, videos, and like we could kind of do some of those things with like the image stuff, um, uh, but it's just not anywhere near the level that um, Google's offering with uh, its assistant and, and, and integrating Bard. And Apple really should be able to one up Google um, in that regard, and with uh, across the whole platform, really, because. Apple has that ecosystem advantage. So right. the ability to remember that conversation across devices um, is really useful. I mean, if I could, on my iPhone, um, say to Siri, uh, I'm just going to pass you some information now. I might want it later when I'm on my Mac. So remember it. It's not something that, that Google has the ability to do. Um, or at least, it, it, I mean, it could do on Chromebooks and, and, and whatever, but it doesn't have the ability to, say, uh, process this sort of uh, stuff on device on a Chromebook in the same way that Apple does with Apple Silicon. Right, yeah. I mean, that's just that performance level is not there in that ecosystem. You're, like you said, it's just not there. Um, that would be super useful. Like, all of these things that we talk about sounds useful, but, like, it's just we've been doing it the other way for so long that, like, I wonder if I ever will find myself being like, hey, Siri, like I'm, I'm looking at this now, but I, I just don't have time for it. But when I open up my Mac the next time and I log in, like give me a notification right away with that. Um, I just said, hey, Siri, and realized my phone's going off. Uh, but yeah, like would you start using things like that? Or do you think it would be like, oh, you test it and then it just doesn't become part of your daily life because you're just not used to doing it? I think I would use it. Um, normally... Okay. I, I do tend to sort of lead into the opinion that these things are gimmicks, a little bit like uh, the journaling app, which we can talk about a little bit maybe, oh. uh, which I hate actually. And I think it is just a, a gimmick and a complete waste of time. Um, but I was quite optimistic for that. So I hope that this wouldn't be the same thing, but it really depends on execution. So if it is a, a, a very... Uh, ring fang if it's a very ring fenced experience that only enables me to field slightly more complicated questions when it comes to sending a message and it isn't a, a sort of total cross device completely new experience that really does feel quite limitless because when you use chat gpt it does feel limitless and you do hit the limits when you i don't know you try and paste something in that's too big or you ask it to uh pretend to be someone or things that it doesn't like and it says I'm not allowed to do that but generally you don't you don't feel its limits too much if apple is too restrictive of that experience then that would hold it back um and I would be less interested in it but I would like to believe that if it's well executed um then I I'd use it a, a lot I mean I'm already finding that I'm using chat gpt more and more in ways that I didn't even think I would maybe even 2 months ago um for example uh, I didn't know what to do at the weekend. So uh, I said to ChatGPT in the morning to do a bit of research. I want to do something locally within 20 miles, uh, provide me with six options. And it searches the internet and provided me with six good options with little summaries, exactly perfect, way better than a search engine. I didn't have to you know, go, go searching through anything, looking at ads. It was way better. Um, so it's a question of if Siri is going to be able to do that sort of thing for me. I don't know if I'm there person like on a personal level, but for a work standpoint, I use it like just for random stuff that are like super helpful. Like, um, you know, 
taking an, a, a script of mine and saying, hey, make this into a short. Like, I just want to concise it down into information so that I can redo a script, um, a voiceover, and have it be 30 to 60 seconds. I even specifically say that, and it gets pretty close. Um, I The other day, the, the last video we did was uh, AI named for the title. I just said, hey, here's the script. Give me a title that's best optimized for SEO uh, for YouTube. And it gave me a title. I don't know whether or not it's actually it's the the it's too early to tell. I'll check the search rankings and how it's doing, but I mean, I was impressed. Like, and they did they it kind of just felt like it knew like, hey, this is how YouTube titles are. Um, so you know, it just sounded natural to me. Um, and so like things like that, I'm on board. And if I can get a faster way to do it without having to like go to a separate app or um, you know go to the ChatGPT website. That would be helpful if it's integrated in Siri, if it's got its own dedicated button, which we'll talk about here. Actually, let's jump to that because a lot of the stuff that um, would be coming in iOS 18 with Siri and this AI stuff would be um, potentially on device for the iPhone 16 series. And uh, I'm actually working on a video, weirdly enough, about some of the iPhone 16 features. And one of them that I learned just through research of this video is that uh, there's a new capture button potentially happening. Like, okay. Um, I, in my opinion, when I hear the term capture, I think of a photo, a video. So my first thoughts were like, okay, this is probably going to be related to the camera. And we don't really know what it's going to be for, um, if this rumor is true. Uh, But could it be that this capture button has something to do with, like, you know, Siri um, and and, and a more powerful AI version of it where it's uh, using to capture your thoughts that you need to get into uh, and, and have you know some stuff sent back to you via AI. I don't know. Is that what do you think about that? I think that seems to be along the right lines, especially if AI is uh, one of the main features of the iPhone 16. Which it's hard to tell at the moment because the rumors about mm-hmm. iOS 18 and the iPhone 16. There's definitely a, a blurred line there, and the indications that we're being given is that there will be cloud-based features coming to all devices through software updates. But then there will be certain elements of it that will be on device only and a little bit more privacy focused um, with those sorts of advantages. And uh, it gives Apple an opportunity to say, well, these particular features are better with an on device experience um, and don't depend on yeah. on having you know, cellular signal. Um, so some <clears throat> sort of dedicated button maybe does make sense for that. Um, although it is, it's, it's intriguing because of course you can access Siri right now um, by holding down the power button. So why would that be different? I don't know. Right, that... Maybe it's it's got to have something to do with photography. So does it enable you to jump into a completely new UI? Is it like an action button, but effectively just for AI features? I don't so know. Like, it, it's intriguing. That That's where I was confused because, you know, immediate capture button. I'm like, okay, that's, that's for the camera. Easy. Boom. Like that's what it's going to be for. And it's probably going to bring you to like some pro features. But then it said that it's rumored for all iPhone 16 models. So I'm like, okay. Uh, and then we saw that maybe it could be for Siri. But like you said, my initial thoughts were, well, I mean, Siri already has uh, the ability to just go through that power button or the side button. Um, so why do we need two buttons for Siri? Maybe that gets repurposed back to the power button. I don't know. So I'm right there with you. I have no idea. So it is a... It's one of the things that I hope that in the rumor cycle for the iPhone 16 that we will learn more about. Um, I hope it's not just another action button where it's just broadly mappable to a different set um, of features. 
It's got to yeah. be something special to justify adding another button. It can't just be another action button. Um, and really, it's got to be quite unique in terms of what it's offering because you do have already the ability to access Siri through that button and you also have the action button. So I, I can't I can't get my head around that right now. Um, but it does seem to make sense to me in terms of the on-device processing element of it. I think that's maybe where the discussion with Apple Silicon goes next when we look at the A18 Pro, when we talk about M4. Um, maybe this is the direction Apple goes in and Apple can start to say these chips offer um, a completely different and more specific and more refined on-device processing for the the new version of Siri or whatever, however they're going to word it or whatever they'll market it as. Um, and that they can, generation over generation, explain why um, that experience is faster and better. Because, you know, Apple Silicon is good. By the time they get to M4, M5, is it just going to be every time our 10% better uh, CPU performance? They've got to have some other morsels to throw in there. And I think that AI seems like the perfect thing. We heard a little bit more about AI with the M3, actually. Um, yeah. It's got the same neural engine, but because of 3 nanometer, um, you get better performance out of the neural engine, even though they've got the same uh, same number of cores. So, yeah, I think that it does make sense Um in terms of what's what's yet to come, there's definitely both a, a software and a hardware side um, of the AI discussion. And we don't hear that much about AI hardware. We hear a lot about AI software and, and cloud processing, but I think that that's where Apple really has an opportunity, um, in addition to its ecosystem advantage, to really bring AI into its own with that hardware advantage. Hey guys, just wanted to take another quick break to let you know that this episode of The Mac Rumor Show is sponsored by Factor. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Trust me, having three children like I do makes the holiday season an even busier time of the year for us. And I'm so happy that when I'm in a pinch, I have Factor meals at the ready. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you fuel up for fast breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of your holiday to-dos. There are tons of different categories of meal plans to choose from, too. Looking for calorie-conscious options over the holidays? Try the Calorie Smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. With Factor, you can rest assured you're also making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for production sites and offices. This November, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So head on over to factormeals.com slash Mac 50 and use code Mac 50 to get 50% off. That's code Mac 50 at factormeals.com slash Mac 50 to get 50% off. Thanks factor for sponsoring this episode. Do you think that there will be some AI features directly related to the Apple vision pro? I mean, it only makes sense. Like that seems like a really big opportunity for Apple there as well. Um, what do you think that landscape would look like? That's a really interesting question. Um, off the top of my head, I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, me neither. That's why I deflected it to you. <laughs> it's it's because I, I think ultimately our wishes for Siri are so simple, and what Siri is doing is being done by things like uh, chat, what we want Siri to do is already being done by ChatGPT. Really, if 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 Siri just did what ChatGPT uh, chat did, and Siri had a a, a typeable interface. Um, 
that would be fine. Uh, doing yeah. that in a in a in a spatial computing environment, even better. But it's still ultimately doing the same thing. So yeah, I I think that long term for sure, if it comes to building apps, I mean, we have heard some rumors about um, using shortcuts to build apps or uh, AI features specifically to build apps, and maybe in a spatial environment that might begin to make more sense, but that is that is leaning into that whole angle of what this kind of next generation uh spatial computing experience will even be and uh, i i really don't know what that is so going back to two things you said one um uh, the most recent thing was typable interface yeah on my iphone if i can't type back to siri and like have a full-fledged conversation and it retains history would be nice and I can copy and paste or like have a share sheet or something to like send that info off to, then it's still useless in my opinion. Um, I mean, it's a little bit more useful, but it's still not as good as like being able to do what ChatGPT can do um, for, the, for the use cases that I would be looking at. And then the other thing is uh, when it comes to building apps, like where does that line go between like, you know, what if it becomes easy enough for me to be like, hey, I have an app idea, Siri GPT. Like, can you make me an app that does this, this, and this and like write the code for me? And then is it going to be as easy as like, okay, that's done. And then there's like a UI and Xcode that just makes it easier for people like me who have no coding experience to just like tweak some of the things that you need to do. Or is there still need to be, you know, developers in this world? Like, I don't want the whole subset of people out there to lose their jobs um, and, and sure, though, it'll probably just be a better tool at first. But if it really does become as easy as like, make me an app that does this. Uh, and also, who, who gets the credit for that, too? Like, do I become the developer of that app? Or and I make money off the App Store? Or does Apple make money because Apple assisted? Like, what happens? And you can already do this with ChatGPT. You can ask right. it to code an app for you. It's just a little bit more limited because um, the sort of responses you get are limited in length. So you're not yeah. going to be able to do anything super complicated, but it's a little bit more appropriate. Like if you wanted a new HTML element for your website, that you definitely can get out of ChatGPT. But fast forward a year from now, I can absolutely see uh, tools available that will enable you to develop an entire app like that um, from start to finish. That is the whole can of worms with AI generally in terms of ownership, um, and how do we stop app review just being flooded with thousands of AI generated apps? Um, I mean, from yeah, random people scam apps that are you know sophisticated um, because they they've been they've got extensive AI tooling and they can be reconfigured and reconfigured over and over again to prevent that from being discovered. But then I guess the answer is app review also becomes more more AI driven. That's what I was going to so, say. Yeah, We're going to need just, AI to review the AI. <laughs> it's just a never-ending a never-ending cycle. Um, I don't know what the answer is, uh, but I think that ostensibly at surface level, it is only a good thing um, if people like you and I with very limited to no coding experience can actually do that um, and can just think, oh, I want a better calendar app. I want it to do this, this, and this. And just have a conversation with Siri, and Siri will say, "Okay, let's go over to Xcode," and then ask you some more questions, and then you know, an hour later, I've got my app and it's it's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, you're still going to need like design 
to, there's going to be developers for design. Like, yeah, I could probably create some. Well, I guess maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how advanced this thing could be. Like, if I say I want it to look like this, this, and this, give me some kind of design like that. It's very possible that you can find what you need. Um, I, I mean, it's only a matter of time until AI replaces us on this podcast. So, you know, is what it is. Yeah. You can already do these things for your voice. Did you know that? Have you yeah. seen those? Yeah. Yeah. Where they I can are, get, like, are... I can unsettling yeah i can train with all the thousands of hours that are exist out there of my of my voice it'll be easy for and just grab some transcripts of your videos and of the of all the episodes of the podcast and you've got your speech pattern your word choice everything Um, i've had i've had kevin we all know kevin the tech ninja he was on our podcast multiple times andrew edwards they have used these tools to make shorts like TikToks, Instagram, some about the fact that you could do this and then like saying this entire video is done by AI and some without even telling people. And it's been remarkable because no one can tell. It's just like, yeah, you sound a little bit more robotic in the way you talk, but like it's still your voice. And most people out there just don't know that this stuff exists yet. So they don't question it. So, yeah, maybe maybe I just take a step back a little bit and just let AI take over for a for a while i'm sure some people will comment that they would absolutely enjoy that (laughs) who knows um so yeah i mean i know we're kind of all over the place with ai but like that's just kind of how i feel my brain works when it comes to chat gpt and machine learning and and smarter language models like i just i don't even want to pretend to be an expert on that um and i'm just as like shocked as everybody else when i see all these new things come out um i'm just trying to figure out better ways to improve the mac the iPad and the iPhone and like what I would use that for. I think that really Apple needs to kind of rethink from the ground up how uh, users even would want to use AI on their devices. And I would like to see, to be honest, it's a little bit like the whole Mac OS on iPad scenario where because we struggle to imagine a better iPad OS experience on the iPad, we just say, oh, just put Mac OS on the iPad. So I hope... Yeah that Apple doesn't, in a way, just put ChatGPT, uh, effect- effectively make ChatGPT the next version of Siri. I hope that it is better. I hope that it is more innovative. Um, you know, we, we are limited by what we can imagine with that because ChatGPT is ultimately the best, kind of the best of what we've experienced with that sort of thing. Uh, but I'd like to believe that Apple could do something even better. What would you want it to do if you could pick? Well, I mean, I'd want it to main do... Thing? The main, I don't, I don't know about the main thing, but for me, I think it, it comes down to these little features like the ability to, uh, to type to Siri on all devices for that, um, to have an ability to search the internet and return results from it. Not just say to me, I've sent something to your iPhone or here's just some Bing search results. I wanted to actually be able to read that and tell me information that it is, is reading in real time. Uh, I think that that would be a way to level up Siri, but it's got to just get the understanding um, so that things can be far more conversational. Uh, that's really got to be the first step, I think. But the, so the list is some, endless. I was going to say, like looking at some of the info, let's let's look at some like minor quality of life improvements. Like, um, you know, in the articles that we have up on the uh, MacRumors.com website, you can see all about all the stuff that we're talking about. Um, auto-generated Apple Music playlists. Like, my first thought is, do you not already kind of have something like that? 
I I say that as a Spotify user for those who are not aware. Like I feel like we've got a lot of auto-generated stuff in Spotify, Spotify does, but Apple Music has very little of it. Um the best really? you get is your uh your get up mix, your chill mix, your new music mix and that is just using information about what you've favorited in the past um and you get you get a, a playlist of like 25 songs but it's not it's not particularly good and yeah. those that's really all you've got um there's some there's so i got a couple of other new features like uh you now get suggestions to add songs to a playlist so it can look at what's in a playlist and suggest some other songs that may be similar or maybe relevant to whatever that playlist is trying to be but this is so far behind what spotify is doing so apple you music is definitely apple an music. area that would benefit you poor apple music people we've had we've had that ability the 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 auto like generated <laughs> list of things that you'd want to put in that playlist um there are playlists like i can search up a specific like genre mood like i the other day i looked up um halloween themed like pop punk music and it was a spotify created so like that's how i know okay this is going to look at music that i listen to and bands that i listen to and then it's going to give me songs that are like somewhat creepy i think a lot of these ones were like it had like creepy names or like halloween like it was cool though like based off of the music that I listen to. And then there are countless other playlists out there um, that are not based off of that. But like you can type in different moods, different genres, different whatever the case may be, workout mix, um, you know, and you get a ton of that stuff. Also, um, the ability to create your own playlist. And then when you shuffle it, it's like a smart shuffle feature and it'll just throw in songs automatically uh, in that playlist based off of what you listen to. Um, that fits like the vibe that you have, which is kind of cool. So it's like that kind of stuff that what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. I mean, anything really, I mean, Apple music is so far behind in terms of these features, virtually anything that Spotify currently has. I mean, bear in mind, the best thing that we got in Apple music in like the last three years is crossfade. That's the, that's the level we're at with Apple music. So I would be extremely grateful. Every once in a while, I kind of feel like I, I should switch over to Apple Music just because of the ecosystem integration and all that. And then I see and hear your thoughts about things that you're missing and what you don't have and what you are wishing for. And I'm like, okay, maybe I just got to stay where I'm at for a little bit. I do still prefer Apple Music. Um, yeah. That is its weak point. But I love the ability to actually curate a library. It's more like having a record collection. Whereas with Spotify, yeah. you don't ever feel like there's anything in your library. No, and that's my biggest gripe is that I, I would prefer that, um, which is why and like I like the look of uh, the way they pl- you know just handle playing music. It does feel like I am like looking back at my old CDs or vinyl that I have, um, and you just don't get that experience. So like as a music lover in that regard, yes, that's what I I ultimately want is just to go back, and it just takes me back because like I used to use iTunes all the time to organize my library to put on my iPods and like. It does still feel like that, whether that's a good thing or not, because it's just been dead for so long. Um, but it does still feel like that's what you kind of have. Um, and you don't get that with Spotify, you're right. But there are so many other good quality of life improvements that I just don't know. It'll have to be one of those things where, um, and this could be another transition for AI in another space, CarPlay. Like making CarPlay a lot smarter with Siri commands. That's where I feel like making using Siri to the best of your ability makes a lot of sense. You're alone in your car. You should not be picking up your phone. You definitely shouldn't be typing. If I want to have a quick chat with, uh, I'm going to call it Siri GPT. If I want to make a, a, qu- a quick chat with that, 
like the car makes sense and getting things done that way. You have an idea, you want to get that thrown into an Apple note. Like, why can't it do that? It should be able to. Yeah, and it's and even where you you make those requests, it's still so basic. Um, yeah. So I completely agree. And, and even in other areas, some of the other areas that are rumored are um, uh, in Apple's productivity apps like Pages and Keynote. Um, there is a place for AI there to generate text um, and to generate, say, in mail, to generate an auto response to an email. Uh, that is still that they can still sort of ring fence that experience, which is how I I think that Apple's far more likely to do it. They're going to give the same level of freedom that even ChatGPT provides. Um, but I really find that really useful in mail. Why am I so not excited whenever I see updates and things for Pages and Keynote? Like I they don't are, download. They are always so small. They are so. Small. I don't. I don't. I don't use anything else. Like I don't download Microsoft Office. Pages and Keynote is fine for whenever I need to use those things. But like, it's the least sexy things I could possibly read is when they're like, "We've updated Pages and Keynote," and I'm like, "I am not interested. <laughs> I do not care." Put those productivity uh, app features with the AI into reminders, notes. Make those better. Those are more important, in my opinion. But I know there's going to be some. Pages and Keynotes fans out there are potentially just driving very angry at this moment in time or slamming their fists at their desk because they're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> are there well, exclusive Pages and Keynote users? Like, I feel like Microsoft Office has that just at a threshold, just like, just really I've grabs pages that. and Keynote and, and numbers for years, but I don't know if I'm, if I'm just too deep in the Apple ecosystem. Do you write your articles in those? No, no, no. But like, no, when I was. Well, but, when I, when I was at like a school and university, yeah. yeah, like I, I never used Microsoft. I was always that person that was like, no, let me let me export this into a Word document. Yeah. Hold on, I'll send you the right one. Yeah, you know how many yeah. conversations I've had to have? Oh, I can't open your 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 text. Oh, by the way, life hack, which I don't know, is that still an issue these days? Is the dot doc or dot docx like still a problem? If it is still a problem, here's what you do. Send over well, but you got to make sure they don't have a Mac and the ability to to do this. But if you have one of those teachers as like a PC, send over a .docx and just know that it can't get opened right now uh, at the day of like a deadline. And then when they say, oh, I can't open it, you've got like another day or a couple hours to rework your stuff. And then say, don't listen to this advice, by the way. I am just joking. <laughs> but like, I feel like that was always a cool hack. Like you, you sent that and they're like, oh, I can't open it. You're like, cool, I've got some time to tweak this to make it better. Because they're like looking at an email length of time. That could be a full day of me not responding. It's such a nostalgic problem. I've done that before in the past, but also my past for that was 15 years ago. So, you know, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I have, I think, I have, I have, yeah, I, I have nothing else. No. I, no. Think, uh, I think that is it. Yeah. I, 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 I would love to hear everybody else's thoughts, though. I mean, I'm sure we're missing a bunch of things. Um, I don't know. I just, I think there's a lot of improvement for Siri, obviously, and a lot of things that chat GPT like AI could be beneficial in the Apple ecosystem. I just couldn't tell you what one specific thing I would want it for. That's up to Apple to. And it's because it needs to be so comprehensive. It needs to be system wide. It needs to be in mail. It needs to be in keynote. It needs to be in numbers. It needs to be uh, in Siri. It needs to be in shortcuts. It needs to be in Apple music. I mean, even things like Apple Podcasts would benefit 
giving giving us uh, AI transcripts with the ability to just say to Siri, I, I that insight from the podcast uh, at 11 minutes through, uh, capture that, add that to notes, um, or save that, clip that as a file. I, I want to be reminded of that later and add a linked reminder to it. So it just needs to be everywhere, ultimately. And I don't know if we're going to be set up for disappointment because uh, I don't know if Apple's going to be brave enough or capable of providing that in what at this point, like seven months, eight months. Well, that was the other thing. I guess we can end on this. Is one of the other articles that we um, were using for our little reference notes here is that uh, apparently they paused a lot of new features for iOS 18 and Mac OS 15 to clean up bugs, which, you know, I hate because I want all the flashy new features, but I know you appreciate and I do appreciate as well. So, like, what are we even going to get if Apple has to take time for its developers to be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that right now. Focus on the bugs first. Um, I feel like a lot of these things that are rumored for next year are probably not going to happen right away. I think that I can imagine AI being basically all we get. And if it is it, yeah. if it is fairly it's... well spread out, I think it will be enough. Um, but sure. maybe it's just the, the other features that we don't know about that are early in development. And Apple's just thinking... AI is enough, and we have enough bugs to fix. Um, and I hope that yeah. that's 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 what's going on. I hope they're not actually shelving too much of this AI uh, capability for next year. All right. Well, let us know your thoughts on uh, AI and, and Apple, and how those two could coexist um, in the comments, uh, or hit us up on X, Instagram. We have a whole bunch of stuff um, that we're slowly rolling out. We have our own Mac Rumor Show TikTok account. You can go check that out. Um, soon we'll have the Instagram account up and running and, and getting some posts up there. We have obviously the new YouTube channel uh, that's dedicated, which eventually will be the only place where you can watch and listen on YouTube. Um, and yeah, you know, go follow us in all of those places and we'll, um, we'll catch everybody in the next episode. 